Hello and welcome to another episode of the TF Cast. Today with us we have Megan Schnitker. We are in her retail space, the Lakota Made LLC shop. We're on we're in Old Town. What, what's the address of this spot? Five fifteen North Riverfront Drive, and we are in the exact same building as the Wooden Spoon. We are like located. Um, basically behind the wooden spoon, I tell people use the side door with the 515 above it. Mm -hmm. Well, we've had the opportunity to run into Megan, like a bunch of, basically half the time I feel like we're out at like an educational or an activist type of thing. We run into you and you're selling wares there. So it's good to actually, uh, meet you this time for the audience. Would you just like introduce your brand and a little bit of the ethos behind the shop and what goes on in this space? Yeah. So Lakota made, um, is uh, plant-based remedies and eco-friendly personal care products. Um, the plants that I use, um, myself and my family and our employees that have grown into family, um, we go out and harvest those. Um, and then we turn them into salves. We turn them into herbal teas, infused honeys, tinctures, tonics, um, infused oils um, for different purposes. Um, and then I also make... Um, eco-friendly personal care, personal cares like shampoo bars, lotion bars, deodorant bars, sunscreen bars, lip balms, um, <laughs> a few different things. Um, and then all of that basically came from like a hobby of mine. And so I've been making the, uh, you know, making all these different kinds of products for my family um, f since for like over 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, and I learned how to do um, use plants, all different kinds of plants that grow around here. Um, basically st I started learning about them when I was like three or four years old. Um, I hung out at my grandparents' farm and where my uncle and my cousins live. And, um, that was our, that was our daycare. That was our, our nanny. And so, um, you know, my parents would go off to work and they dump me and my brother off over there and we'd go play outside all day. And so, um, we weren't allowed in the house unless we had to, um, use the bathroom um, or someone got hurt or was dying or needed to go to the hospital. <laughs> and we weren't allowed in the house until, until one of those things happened or someone called us like, Hey, we're going to feed you, um, type thing. Cool. And so we were, we had to play outside and it was a farm in South, the South Central South Dakota. So there's horses, there's cows, there's fields. Um, there's a creek, um, there's animals to chase. There's turkeys. There's, you know, there was occasionally mm. some chickens and a couple of pigs, um, and so we had to like fend for ourselves, basically being little kids. Um, my cousin Curtis was four years older than me. And then my cousin Ashley, she's like six, like six months younger than me. And their dad was, is my uncle. Hmm. And so while we were playing outside, um, you know, the random cut scrape, random, what is this rash that I got from running through the field type thing happens. Mm. And my uncle Neil would come up and he'd be like, oh, here, use this plant on that. And then you can eat this one. That one's a snack. That one tastes like lemons. You can eat that one. Um, if you get a bee sting here, use that plant. And that's kind of where my plant education started. And um, when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, um, I met my great-grandmother on my dad's side. And she was pretty close to 100 when I met her. And she lived until I was like 16 years old. And I would go see her a couple times a month over in Kyle, South Dakota, um, which they now have renamed to Little Wound, South Dakota. And um, she started teaching me um, all the traditional uses of plants and teaching me um, the way that she grew up using them. 
And then um, there was a language barrier because English is my first language, but Lakota was her first language. And so I had to kind of guess at what she was saying because there was no interpreter. Um, my aunts and uncles would be would leave me alone with her and be like, here, take care of her while we go do this with your parents. I'm like, okay, I don't understand grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I would sit there and we would talk and we would figure it out. We would communicate with sign language or I'd kind of get the gist of what she was saying. Um, and then pretty soon we, we were effectively communicating with each other. And then mm. she started teaching me about different plants. She t I could understand um, bits and pieces of, of the Lakota language from her. And um, pretty soon we were, she was showing me different plants and she was showing me um, things that she grew up with. And so she passed away when I was about 16 years old and I kind of lost my traditional teacher then. And then, um, you know, being a, a, a teenager and young and dumb, I decided to go down the wrong path, use drugs, alcohol for a few years, really hard. And then I sobered up when I was 22. Um, and then I really dove back into my culture. And while I was learning, um, relearning how to be an adult and learning more about my culture, I started to notice that not a lot of people knew what the plants were that grew around them. And I was like, well, I know some of these and I know how to use some of these. And then um, I started to really research and look for all the traditional stories and all the traditional uses. I started to grab all the cultural stories that had plants in them and then kind of um, save them in my head and then, um, use them. And so I started, made my first salve when I was 22, I was like seven months sober and I made my first salve and I thought that was the best thing ever. I thought that was so fun. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of how Lakota made came about, you know, fast forward a few, few years, um, some kids <laughs> mm -hmm. and a husband and being a housewife, you know, I kind of, um, I had always worked. I have always had a job since I was like 16 years old. And I, for the first time I was like at home with my kids and I was a housewife because daycare was expensive for three kids. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do besides clean my house seven times a day and reorganize the pantry for the third time this week? Mm. <laughs> and my husband was like, okay, well you like, and we were in the process of making salves and he was like, well, why don't you sell these? Hmm. Why? Mm. Um, why? Nobody knows what those are. And he was like, well, now you got to teach them. Like, mm. uh, but I'm not a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> so anyway, and so that was, and he pushed me into this business. It was his motivation and his like, you need to find something to do. Like, this is something that I think um, people would really like. And he's like, there's nobody else around here that really does it. Not from your perspective, not from your knowledge. And I'm like, okay, well, sure, we'll try it. Hmm. And we're still trying it. <laughs> when did it uh, click for you that it was it was a good move and it was really the right thing? Um, probably a few months ago, honestly, because okay. like um, we started doing this and we started with farmers markets and vendors markets and things like that. And every time we went. We made, you know, really good money and people really enjoyed the products. And then we started having like a really good customer base, like following us around, following me around, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and then I was like, OK, well, you know, this is going to go like someday someone's going to get sick of me, you know. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> like someone's going to get, out. <laughs> yeah, they'll find out, um, <laughs> find out I really, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll find out I really don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, okay. I, uh, and 
that kind of just kind of took over. And my husband had his own construction company, him and mm. his friend. And then when the whole COVID thing happened, um, they got all their jobs canceled for the year in like two days. Mm. And it was like, holy cow, like the world is really changing. And I don't know what we're going to do for income. Because I mean, Lakota Made was small and it had... You know, every time we did a vendor event, that's when we made money. And then um, it was like, okay, well, we're going to invest this last $500 that we have into Facebook ads. Mm. Not knowing how to do, I'm really not tech savvy at all. (laughs) I'm really not. Um, And so I've kind of watched a couple YouTube videos and I was like, okay, I think this is how Facebook ads work. (laughs) (laughs) And it grew and it kept growing and it kept growing. Um, Our online presence grew like crazy, especially during COVID. Mm. And um, that became our, that became and is now our current um, income source. And so my husband, um, didn't have to go find a job because Lakota made takes care of all of our bills. Um, and it also has, we also have like four employees now. Wow. And so it definitely, um, grew so much that now it's not just our income, but it's for other people's income. And now we have a really good, crazy customer base that comes here all the time. (laughs) I mean, also it's, in, in your little explanation of how this all happened, you, you mentioned developing a salve, and now I'm sitting in a room and it seems like there's probably like 30 or 40 different products here that are like all individually. 67. 67. Okay. <laughs> I was way undershooting it. <laughs> but yeah, you, you like, th- what is the research and development like? Cause I mean, this is coming, not, it's coming from your like cultural history and mm-hmm. like, how do you develop these products? So honestly, it's like out of family need. Like, um, foot salve because my husband, um, has athlete's foot every summer, um, triple healing salve because our kids are outside and they have cuts, scrapes, burns, random rashes, not just in the summer, but all year round. Mm-hmm. We have eight kids, eight daughters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone always does something and summer salve because, um, three of my kids are really allergic to mosquito bites. And so they needed something for more towards the summer. And then when we, I made summer sab, I found out it's really good for um, sunburns and bee stings and basically everything summer. And then there's winter sab because um, my daughter has really bad eczema sometimes. Um, and then there's wound care sab because I have a husband that does construction and he comes home with some crazy wounds sometimes. Mm. Um, so everything came from... Um, a need out of my family shampoo bars. Cause I hate the plastic bottles in the shower. It drives me insane. Mm. Um, I can't stand cause it's like we have eight daughters and sometimes, you know, we're a blended family. So not all of our kids are home at, at the same time, but we have five kids that are home all the time. That's a lot of shampoo and conditioner bottles. That's mm-hmm. a lot of plastic. And so it's mm. like, we're a bigger family, but you got to think about how much plastic use is in just one household a year and take that times how many billions of people are in the world. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, everything comes from a need. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't thought about that. Do you do you direct recycle any of this stuff? Do you take any of your, your um, stuff back? I do. Um, we take all the jars, all the containers um, we take back and we recycle. Um, we work partner with the wooden spoon um, as far as like um, recycling our, our jars and our and our bottles for um, you know sanitizing them and reusing them, recy- resealing them. Um, we do a lot of those in house, so we take back um, the soap bags, um, the jars, the bottles, um, 
all of it, we take all of it back and we recycle it. Mm, that's awesome. What, uh, so looking around the room here, can you, uh, give people a little, little, uh, verbal tour of what, what we've got kind of, uh, like what, what's behind me on this wall? Um, back behind you are a mass majority of our herbal teas, our infused honeys, our honey dippers, our tea balls, our tea infusers. Um, and then my friend Alex's, um, candles from crystal candles. Okay. Sure. And then. And then over by, we kind of like, we kind of set up in the, in this space to kind of be in front of a different section each, I think. So I feel yeah. like it presents a fun opportunity. Yeah. What and else? Jacob over there. We, yeah. We have, he's got, he's in the area of the bath teas up here and then all the different kinds of shampoo bars that we have, shampoo and body bars, excuse me. And then off to his this right hand <laughs> uh there are different kinds of salves and um balms that help out with uh those are actually that's kind of like our pain salves so those are our mm. topical pain remedies um as you can tell they sell out really quickly um mm. every week we have to make new batches mm. because pain is a big thing <laughs> yeah and you're are you are you gathering these supplies to make these we do we do a mass majority of our gathering um there's a lot of local farmers that we have met through the farmers market that are harvesting for us driving oh, or wow. drying out and processing so um we use quite a few different um local growers now um we have uh some friends that go out and harvest for us too and then there's a couple of these plants that don't grow around here that we do have to reach out and make sure um, we get arnica flowers because um, those only grow up mm. in the uh, up in the mountains. And so we reach out to farmers and make sure that we that they are sustainably sourced. Um, there's no chemicals um, and that they're a high quality product. And so mm. there are a few of them that we do have to purchase outside of Mankato, but for a huge portion of it, most of them are from here in Mankato. Okay. And then the last section back behind you, it looks like some oils and tonics maybe. Yeah. So we have, um, these are like our oils, our facial oils, our massage oils, um, hair oil, which sells out like crazy. Um, and then we have facial products right here and lotion bars. So different kinds of facial bars, um, behind me, those are our smokable herbs. Um, those ones, um, a little story behind them is that the debate, Tobacco plants don't grow up here. And so indigenous people use different kinds of uh, blends of herbs for different things. And we would smoke them because some of them would be like for coughs and colds. Some of mm. them would be for ceremonial purposes. Some of them would be in celebration are only used for women's ceremonies. Some of them would be in celebration for only men's ceremonies. Um, so mm. there's hundreds of different kinds of blends but the i have four <laughs> four and more in the works um those are our pejuta shotas and then um those ones are tinctures behind us everything from like elderberry tinctures to kidney and livers uh kidney and liver support and then over in the cabinet behind me there are honey syrups which are a new product um they're a cough syrup and then um, kind of like an everyday wellness type um, honey syrup. And those are mm. infused, uh, different kinds of herbs infused into honey and then made into a syrup. Mm. And then we have our infamous um, elderberry tonics that are behind you in the fridge. <laughs> infamous. <laughs> they are crazy. Those are the, those are our number one top sellers for the last three years. Oh, wow. 
and those sell out like crazy. I have to make giant batches of like 50 bottles. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the product. What, what does it do and why do people love it? Um, so elderberry tonics, um, we have three different recipes. Um, we have a regular basic elderberry tonic, which is elderberries, elderflower, um, star anise, cinnamon, and raw honey. And that is made into a tonic. A tonic is a wellness drink. So you would take two to three um, tablespoons once a day to help out with um, body inflammation, gut health, um, immune system boosting. Um, and then you can, I make them into tonics versus syrups because tonics, you can still freeze them into popsicles for kids. Um, you can use them in coffees. You can use them in teas. And if you really want, you can go and add it to your elderberry syrup recipe if you really want to. And then I have an elderberry and mullen um, recipe, which is not that tasty um, because mullen's a very bitter plant. Um, so is whorehound. Whorehound tastes like um, black licorice. So it's kind of a really potent taste, um, but it's actually really good for asthma, upper respiratory system um, symptoms, um, colds, bronchitis, pneumonia, things like that. Um, and that one, same thing, you take that once a day. Or if you have symptoms of a cough, cold, asthma, things like that, you can take it up to four times a day. And then the other one that I have is elderberry and chaga, which chaga mushroom is really known for being an incredibly strong um, fungal medicine because mushrooms are fungus. Um, and then I add that to the elderberries along with a few other plants. And it's a huge anti-inflammatory gut health um, packed with antioxidants. And so those are huge uh, sellers. And so we sell those. Um, I think we sell probably over 500 bottles a month. Whoa. That's just, that's a wild scale. That is. You know? <laughs> that's cool. I, I had, I had wondered how much, cause it, you bring a lot. Like I've seen you set up at, um, I've seen you tabling at just multiple places that we've shown up and you had a lot of stuff with you. So I, I always wondered just how much of that stuff you were selling along with like, just how many, how many other stores are you installed in? Like I've been to plenty of places in Mankato where I see your stuff available otherwise. Um, in Mankato, we are at, um, the blue boat downtown. Um, Julie, uh, manages that and she's got like an art gallery and a restaurant in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she has some of our products in there and then, um, the, I'm going to space it out. There's a yoga or a wellness studio just because I want to remember it. I'm blanking it out, but it's in North Mankato. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> um, those are our local vendors. Otherwise, um, we are at Jeff Petroglyphs. Um, we are in Omaha. We are in Kansas. Um, different stores all over the U.S., basically. Wow. Oh, wow. And we do a wholesale list. People send us. Actually, I'm backlogged on sending out wholesale <laughs> lists <laughs> of requests because people like email me almost every day asking for um, our wholesale prices. And I'm like, oh, I know. Yes, yes. I know. I can't. I, I honestly uh, can't. So we're like trying to re. I'm wild. in the process of like redoing our whole wholesale ordering process because it's become like a crazy thing where we get like a um, an order a week, and mm -hmm. so we make those to order, and so that those are very time consuming. I mean, they're fun. They're awesome, but yeah, mm. it's a, it's a lot on top of an online store and a retail store. Um, our local vendors. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you're, you're hitting the the business from from a lot of different fronts there too, with like online and then now physical space. I'm sure it's been a big transition just even in the last couple of couple of weeks and months here. Definitely. So I've wanted a retail store since I realized Lakota Made um, could be like a really big thing. Could be like a full time presence here in Mankato. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband and our friend Gus and Claire, um, they were like, "No, you don't need a retail space. COVID." you don't need mm. a retail space. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I want to like, I really want a retail space. I think it would work. I know it would work. Um, and I want it in old town and they're like, Oh, you're ridiculous. Cause that's expensive for retail locations. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> that's where I want to be. And so, um, Natasha Frost owns this building and she came to me and she was like, okay, this spot is going to open up. Do you want it? And I was like, give me the lease. (laughs) (laughs) And then I slapped it down on a table in front of uh, my husband, Gus and Claire. And I was like, we're opening a store in 10 days. And they were Uh. like, (laughs) (laughs) surprise, surprise. (laughs) Well, the store also intends to do more like you have an, you have an, educational space here and i i kind of just want to use that point to like segue into maybe some of the other um things that you just do around town here um uh, maybe maybe talk a little bit about the vision of uh, lakota made or some of your other stuff outside of just selling all of these products to people yeah so um we're gonna be opening up a classroom um in the same space as the retail um and that'll be um in addition to or amplifying what I've already been doing in the community for the last five years, which is teaching indigenous history and culture. Um, I used to teach them uh, two, three times a week for two to three years. And every time I went, um, my classes were full or my classes would sell out. Um, and so and when COVID happened, a lot of my classes stopped, but we started doing them virtually. And then we found out that opened up to people all over the United States um, that would participate And so while we were getting the store ready, um, I am waiting for my mass vision of how I want that room to look to really kind of, you know, come to, you know, kind of kind of come to me. I have part of the room done. um, But right now, um, Claire, she's in the process of moving. And so um, her furniture is in the classroom. But as soon as we get that out, (laughs) we will have the classroom open in there. We will um, have in-person classes for um, uh, indigenous history and culture classes. Um, We will have plant classes because I love teaching about plant medicine. Mm. Um, It's better, you know, the way I have found out is that people gain a relationship with the products once they know how these plants work and realize that these plants probably grow in their yard or are growing on the hiking trails that they're using around here in Mankato. And so um, it's pretty cool to see how many people are interested in learning about plants um, because that was our first medicine and that was our first food, not just as indigenous Mm -hmm. people, but as humans. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we didn't have Walgreens uh, 1300 years ago. <laughs> no. So what did we do? We used all the plants, that, plants, funguses and barks that were around us, you know. And so that's kind of like my way of introducing people back to nature instead of running to Walgreens. When, while you're out on your hike, you can pick something up that um, to put in that cut or that, you know, that random rash that showed up because you touched this or you got into stinging nettle because you weren't paying attention and now you can rub this plant on it. And so that's kind of like, um, my way of like bringing nature back to people. 
What what is the plant for stinging nettle? Because I walked into stinging nettle yesterday, and <laughs> I, it, it came up. The person I was hiking with was like, "There's probably a plant that fixes that." And I was like, "Well, do you know what it looks like? Otherwise, shut up." <laughs> <laughs> it actually usually grows um, right next to it, and it's called jewelweed. And it is a plant that um, it's kind it's hollow. And what you're after is the inside of the plant. There's like um, you know what aloe feels like the aloe mm-hmm. plant. Oh, is there's, it called Lego grass to some people? No. That's, um, that's horsetail. Oh, okay. Uh, jewelweed is like, it's kind of looks like, sounds like a celery stalk when you break it and it's hollow. Um, and it's got leaves on the top and they kind of, nature has like this duality thing as with kind of everything. Um, so what hurts you, um, often what cures you is grows within each other. And so that's usually, um, how nature works is like, what's going to hurt you then it gives you the cure to it. And so they all grow around each other. Oh. Hmm. I have to look that one up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's happened more than once. Yeah. I was going to say, I could have used that one when I was a kid for sure. Cause <laughs> I was, I was always getting into the, the nettles. That was a familiar experience. Yes. Poison, uh, poison oak, poison ivy, jewel weeds also a remedy for that as well. Hmm. And so those usually, um, not necessarily, um, grow with each other, but yarrow will also help with poison oak, poison ivy. So it's plantain. They mm. all kind of work together. And that's like, we have a basis of like 25 plants that I use in all the products. And it's just like, it's like baking. It's like using flour. You know, you can make flour to make a cake or a tortilla, or you can make a gravy out of it. You can make a soup with it. Um, same thing with plants. It's just mm. using them in different matters. They do different things. What is a what is the base of a sal? A, and I've heard you say sav. Yep. You, is the L silent typically? Yes. Okay. Some people get really fancy with it and they go solve. Oh. <laughs> it's it's sav though. Okay. It's, yep, sav. And so that is um, your plants, and then a carrier oil, which we use um, organic sunflower oil, and then beeswax, and that's all that in it. So hmm. when you make a sav, you get your plants together and then you um the easiest way the beginner's way to make a salve is to get like a um a mason jar or a canning jar put your plants in there pack it in there like over halfway full of plants get your carrier oil and then fill the jar all the way to the top and then put a lid on it and then set it in the sun for six to eight weeks go shake it every once in a while and then once you get to the end of that six to eight weeks then you strain your plants out um, and then you compost those. Don't throw them away. Just compost those. Use those. Give those back to nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you take that oil um, and you add beeswax to it. So you would have, like, if you used a quart jar, you would use two to three ounces um, of beeswax in it. And then you would infuse those together, melt the wax in it, stir it, and then pour it into your, your container and let it set for a day. And then you that's your salve. So all of these salves around us are six to eight weeks lead time on them. I'm super fancy and I go faster. (laughs) So I use a heat infusion um, method and which is crock pots. And so if you have, if you know what you're doing and you can watch the temperature, because if you, if your oil ever bubbles, you're basically deep frying your herbs and then that's no good. And Mm. so you have to make sure that you're watching your oil so that it doesn't ever bubble. 
Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's a slow heat infusion for four to six hours. And then once um, that is done, then you can, again, compost your, uh, compost your plants, strain it out. And then I like to let them sit though, after they've heat infused, I like to let them sit for like 24 to 48 hours and then strain them out. And then I add the beeswax to them. And so hmm. it's definitely not a quick process ever because <laughs> mm-hmm. harvesting, uh, processing and drying, um, harvesting takes, um, three to four hours every time we go out. Um, drying can take anywhere from like three to five days because we hang dry and air dry all our plants hmm. um, because that's the best method. Sometimes I'll put them in dehydrators, but I really don't like to because I often, I function with ADHD and I forget. <laughs> that they're <laughs> so, in there and it just drives them out. Yeah, much. it just drives them out way too much and then they're cooked and then they're no good. So I prefer the air dry method so that I can hang them up all over. Um, and then once they're naturally all the way dry, then we use them in different things. Yeah, I'm, we we got we got on that because you like to educate people on plants, so <laughs> I guess that's really the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are are you uh, doing any um, ta- uh, tabling or events coming up that people could could come see at as well? Um, so our we have like the regular store that is open three days or four days a week now. Excuse me, um, mm-hmm. but right now we are getting ready to go to um, the Indigenous Pollinator Festival up in the cities, um, and I can't remember exactly the address of that. And then we are doing a local event with Jessica Milbrant here in town um, this Saturday. Um, and then otherwise we are going to be out at Harmony Park for Shangri-La um, Labor Day weekend. Uh, we will be out there fully set up for the whole time. And then we will be at the Mankato powwow, but otherwise um, store store hours and then online is what we're mainly focusing on. <laughs> what, yeah. what were the store hours here again? Um, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday is 1 to 6 p.m. Saturday is 10 to 4. Hmm. Um, I, I th- I'm not... I think we missed a couple things. Um, I'm not sure you, before we we were talking a little bit about, um, I I feel like you were involved in a couple other projects that you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. Um, so I do a lot in the community. Um, like I said, I function in ADHD and I like to keep things interesting. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I help out with river Valley makers. I am their vice president, um, and river Valley makers. They're a group of makers from around the river Valley of Mankato. Some of them are from Casota. Um, they're from Lake crystal. They're from all over. And they um, are, they're a group of vendors and they get together and they do vendor events here um, in Mankato and they're all small businesses and they're all basically running out of being vendors. And so um, the goal is to help them, you know, get their products out there. A lot of them are small entrepreneurs. Um, We have helped uh, quite a few of them get to that vending ability because sometimes they're just, um, they don't, they have an art or they have something that they make and they want to, you know, make it a business, but they don't know how. And so we help them get connected with the small business development center here in town. Mm. Um, we help them, you know, figure out how to vend, um, how to price their, their objects, um, or their art. And then when they get to that next step, we help, you know, with their questions with, filing with the state, um, how taxes work, um, if you're ready for a website, which website, um, and then which website host you you should have, where you should start. 
um, what works best, whether you should go with Etsy or you should find your own um, independent website. Um, what are you, re- you know, what are you really making in, as far as that? And so I help out with River Valley Makers. And then um, I am also on the Indigenous Peoples Day Committee. I am the chair of that. And so we focus on Indigenous Peoples Day, which is the second weekend, our second week of October. And we have quite a few um, events planned this year as far as like um, food in a band on Friday night. Um, and then we have educational opportunities for the community to, to come be involved and learn more about Indigenous Peoples Day, um, why it's important um, and why we got it going in, in the Mankato community. I am also on um, the powwow committee here in town for Mankato powwow. And then um, I also have an, um, the, um, excuse me, I'm the executive director of the Mikado Revitalization Project, which is where I teach all my classes out of. Mm. Um, and then I also bring in other cultural experts um, as far as indigenous history and culture and different art forms for different events. Like for my open house, I had um, Liz Guy Drapo who did spoken word. Um, I had my uncle Steve Tamayo come and do traditional games. Um, and then I had my nephews, Carlos and Izzy Tamayo, um, that they come up with their their drum group upstream singers and they were here. And then we had Sabrina Mercedes, who also works for me, um, come and do yoga sessions. Um, and then we also had a couple different um, indigenous vendors that were from um, all over Minnesota, <laughs> hmm. here, local here to Mankato. And then uh, my mom's nonprofit came and did some fund- fundraising while, while we did uh, the open house. And so those are some of the projects that I have mm-hmm. going on. <laughs> I, I've always been somewhat curious about um, the terms Mankato and Makato. Mm-hmm. Um, like you use them almost, well, you use Makato when you were talking about the Makato re- Rehabilitation, re- Revitalization, Revitalization <laughs> Project, and then Mankato and re- referring to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always wondered what the difference in terms is and like why they should be used and when. So Makato is actually how you say Mankato. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the, the Dakota word for this area, and it means blue earth. And so um, whatever lost in translation and it got turned into Mankato. Um, but actually Mankato is a Dakota word. It's Makato. Mm. And so, you know, um, people get kind of political when you talk about, you know, name changes or pronouncing name changes the right way. So I kind of interchange it um, just not to bring up that hot topic of, oh my God, you're trying to rename everything. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. actually, I'm just trying to correct your enunciation. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I've always kind of, cause I, I'm, I'm for, I'm for the name changes. I think that like just teaching the, what actually happened and I mean, or if they're going to leave it that way, just acknowledging like this is a Dakota word and like, yeah, we, Cause that's, that's where blue skunk came from. We've heard your story about this before. Like the people who like, it means blue skunk in Dakota or mm-hmm. in Lakota. Dakota. Like, okay. So like there's, there's like our Dakota Lakota language, like we're all one tribe. Like there's the Ochete Shakomi, which is, um, which covers Dakota and Lakota Lakota people. And, Underneath that um, that big tribe, there's the different dialects, and then you break down into different tribes. And so each community, basically, it comes down to is that our language is descriptive words, and sometimes um, one community um, says that this word means something, while this other community will say, no, it means this. Mm-hmm. And so 
um, it's hard to learn our language because, you know, everyone's like, well, no, this word means this. And it's like, no, this word means this. But if you say it at this time of day, it means this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So our, our, our language is interchangeable. Um, and so I just go with the basic meaning that I have been taught because that's, um, not necessarily easier, but it's an, as far as like explaining what the word actually means. Um, it depends upon the teacher that you have. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I really appreciate like you explaining the difference and breaking that down because it's just one of those things where I've always kind of like wondered. And, uh, it's, uh, I, I feel like if, if people are a little bit afraid to ask sometimes it's like it is because of that political thing and if you avoid it entirely on account of that well then the other side of it has the whole of the conversation in their court absolutely and that's where Mercado revitalization comes into play is where i teach all these classes these cultural classes these history classes because we are in Makato. we are in the 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 home of where the dakota 38 happened and i feel like it's important because um, my kids are in the school district and my eight year old, um, she actually inspired the, my, the whole nonprofit because she came home from school one day and she was bawling. And, um, I was like, what is your, you know, she loves school. And I was like, what's going on? And she was like, no one in my class, believe me that Lakota people are real. And I broke my heart. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do something. And so that's where I started reaching out to all my contacts and was like, do you guys think that, you know, if I taught classes, people would come and they're like, oh my God, yes. (laughs) When can I get you? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) It was just an idea. What do you want me to talk about? And so um, that's where I started going to and doing speaking engagements in different classes and just teaching all the stories that I have been told, all the history that I have been told. Um, And people are they feel comfortable to ask those questions, whether they're ignorant or not. I prefer if you ask, Mm -hmm. um, because I would like to help you understand, um, our culture, not necessarily our language. Um, because that's, that's a, that's a hard one, but, um, (laughs) I, I appreciate people that just come in here and be like, I have been scared to ask, but is this, you know, and I'm like, Mm. yeah, yes, no, or it could be like this. So I definitely enjoy, um, educating people because I prefer people ask rather than live in ignorance. Yeah. I I really appreciate you, uh, like taking it upon yourself to do that work because it's certainly work. Mm. Um, it's important. Yeah. I, do you, do you all want to wrap up on that one? I feel like that's uh, yeah. um, that's that's the thing. We, so what, we round the bases. <laughs> what we do at the end here then is give people an opportunity to uh, find you on the internet or wherever you'd like to send people. Maybe this uh, maybe this little spot right here. And uh, yeah, I'll just let you take that away. Yeah, most people can find me here at 515 North Riverfront uh, four days a week when we have the store open. Um, actually, some community members are like, hey, Megan, I've tried to email you, and now I have your attention because you're right in front of me. I'm like, okay, hi. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, our, our retail store, otherwise, we're at LakotaMade.com. Um, my email is uh, Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at LakotaMadeLLC.com. You can email me there. Um, you can always text me 605-840-1510. Um, and then we have our Facebook page, um, which is Lakota Made LLC. And then I also have Pejuta Shota, uh, P-E-J-U-T-A-S-O-T-A.com for our smokables. 
And then, yeah, everything we, everything that I do, um, we list on the Lakota made Facebook page. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us in the space and taking the time to talk with us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming. That's awesome.